Folks, Big Jake here just to take a minute and remind you that Music the Lifeblood is not a politically correct podcast. So the following episode might have some colorful commentary on the subjects at hand. Listener discretion is advised. Sitting around with time to kill. If we don't do it, then no one will. Our eyes are cold, our thoughts are old. Fifteen minutes till we lose control. You are now listening to... Music, the lifeblood. Generation behind, going nowhere's just fine. Maybe tonight's the night we die. Ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned yourself into another episode of the Music, the Lifeblood podcast. I am your very humble host, Dustin. Join with me, as always, the lube to my dry friction, hmm. my partner in crime, <laughs> Big Jake. Hey. Hey. What we doing? How you doing? I'm all right. You're all right. How are you? I'm ready. <laughs> okay, Big Jake, what are we talking about? We have done episodes on Marilyn Manson. We've done episodes on hmm, many controversial things. Yeah. This might be the most awkward episode we will have done ever. 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 In the history of always. This, this one's going to be... Uh, this needs some kind of warning. This needs some kind of heads yeah, up. Yeah. Like... There you go. Yeah. Let's... Uh, yeah. This need this needs a... Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Pump the brakes, champ. Uh, yep. <laughs> I'm going to let you introduce it. Okay. Uh, I, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I said my piece, but I will... Um, you may have heard us joke lately in passing <laughs> with no context about no. Uh, yeah, good point. Good about point. Dustin's point. greasy penis, <laughs> Dustin's um, hospitalization because of his penis, <laughs> Dustin's um, uh, expensive we. medicine must be bought for said greasy penis. There you go. Yeah. There, it has yeah. come up once or twice. Yep. And every time you'll hear me say something along the lines of context <laughs> because no <laughs> one has any. No one has any. So today you're going to get some context. There you go. Yeah. It's the episode about my penis. Consider this. a. This is kind of like a PSA. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Things that need discussed in like. I'm assuming our audience is mostly male. Yep. Nine times out of ten. Definitely. So, like, hey, man, get your shit checked out. Yeah, there you go. If you got issues, don't be embarrassed. Get your shit fixed. There you go. And as I remarked when you were, uh, we were standing outside. um, In the rain. In the the gentle rain. Embracing each other. (laughs) uh, uh, Waxing poetic on the, uh, uh, what an interesting year I've had. Um, Yeah, uh, like I said, even with... You know, we have a modest audience. We're not the biggest podcast in the world yeah, by yeah. any means, but we're definitely not the smallest. Nope. You know, we have nope, nope, we nope. have a fair bit of reach. And with that in mind, I felt like at the at the point that I was feeling the most desperate and the most worse, one of the best things that I could have had was somebody to talk in my ear to say it's doable. It, it's that, cool. It's that, cool, bro. That that it can and will get figured yeah. out. Yeah. Um. Because there was a there was, uh, there was a while. You know, there was yeah. there was a, a short period of time where I felt extremely hopeless regarding my situation, and I would hate for 
somebody else to be in that position. And like I said, if somebody could have chirped in my ear and assured me, yeah, it's going to get worked out. Yeah. It's going to get worked out because I didn't know at that time. Yeah. Um, like I said, my most desperate point, you know, where yeah. I was genuinely worried about the the well-being and and the health of my marriage. Yeah. And on top of that, just um, dealing with all the issues that come along with being potentially, you know, uh, uh, demasculinated. Oh, yeah. You I know what I mean? Would I imagine so. I can't think of it. I can't think of any other word to describe it yeah. to be um, almost um, uh just completely immobile. Yeah. You know, for a little while stuck yeah. in the mud in that regard. Yeah. And like I said, at my most desperate point, I was fearful of, um, a lot of things, a, yeah. lot, a lot of things. Now that said, uh, my wife has been absolutely the most supportive person yeah. in, throughout this process. So, uh, I don't think, you know, had she not been here for it and been there for me, yeah. I don't think we would have, um, I, I think it, it would have been even darker than what it, than what it yeah. was. Yeah. So yeah, going um, through things alone <clears throat> is always harder than with someone. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And even uh, the times when I joke about it on the show, you yeah. know, I crack jokes every now and then because mm -hmm. I think humor is, humor is important. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah. 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 It helps you, uh, it helps you get through the most difficult of times. Mm -hmm. And the relationship I have with you, mm -hmm. you know, has been one of those things where it was definitely a positive, a positive element mm -hmm. in, uh, in being able to get through stuff and greater music, the lifeblood in general. I would, I, I, I also feel that same way because yeah. I definitely was. Have it not these issues, but I was, <laughs> right, right, I was right, having some right. issues for a while. Right. So yeah, yeah, we yeah. both kind of yeah, yeah, we, uh, both of us kind of walked through our own little yeah, own little private storm for a little while. So yeah, so anyway, it's the episode about my penis. <laughs> it, yep, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get everything. Uh, we're gonna touch base on a lot of men's health stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, men's sexual reproductive health mm -hmm. specifically that there is a male side to that equation there's gonna be so many jokes so many jokes i'm gonna make so much shit all the jokes <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that's coming we're gonna take a short break but before that yes music the lifeblood wants you to know that we do have a patreon and fuck yes we will in fact take your money increments as small as one dollar all the way up to 500 we need we're we're going to encourage you to stick that to the 1 to 20 1 range. to 20, mainly because that's a lot of work for <laughs> it's, us. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of legwork when yeah. you go above 20. Yeah. All you got to do is search Music Lifeblood backslash Patreon. Yep. Or is it Music Lifeblood? It's Patreon.com backslash, backslash Music Lifeblood. There you go. And then don't forget, Music Lifeblood also has much other content. Dare much. I Dare I say a virtual cornucopia of content yes. to a be A miasma. Added. A miasma. <laughs> a conflagration Ooh, of the most one. musically offensive content that you a, can imagine. A, a pinata there of content? <laughs> a pinata waiting to be burst. Yeah. YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that other crap. I host a show on YouTube on a fairly weekly basis somewhat regularly i, I it, guess it's a regular show yeah but it's not 
scheduled. Vinyl Thursday, and then Vinyl Thursday's sister show, Music of the Lightbloods, Conversations from the Pit. So, don't forget to check out all that stuff. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back. We're talking about my dick. Hey, what's up, motherfucker? This is Dustin from Music of the Lifeblood. Are you on Instagram? Do you like that shit? Well, guess what? So is Music of the Lifeblood. Just search Music of the Lifeblood. You can check out pictures of my record collection, and you're going to get random pictures of Haggis the Wonder Mutt, the official Music of the Lifeblood dog. All right, Instagram. Fuck yeah. Music the lifeblood. Woo! Big Jake. Hello. So, this episode, this we we did this. We did. Once before. We did and never did anything with it because we didn't have the ending we yeah, needed. Yeah, there wasn't a happy ending. Not an ending to the episode, an ending to the story. Yeah. Yeah, so where do we start? Man, this one this is uh I only know so much. <laughs> okay. I've been given so many details. Okay. All right. So let me I'll give you guys the rundown. So uh All right. So I was a kid. I was I'll an infant. I was I was an infant and I was circumcised much like most of the other fellows walking around mm-hmm. and for whatever reason didn't work. Foreskin grew back. Um, and I got to my late, like my tweens. Yeah. My tweens age. The preteens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I started having issues when I would go to pee Mm -hmm. that I could not retract the foreskin Mm -hmm. to be able to urinate Mm -hmm. normally. Mm -hmm. Quote unquote. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so mom and dad said, well, shit. To the doctor. To the doctor we go. And my doctor, he was a small town family doctor. Yeah. Uh, not the most sophisticated approach to medicine. <laughs> Slap some Bengay on it. Get out the <laughs> right, door. Right, right. What's Chris Rock say? Rub some Robitussin. <laughs> Just like, well, you cut your knee, put some Robitussin on it. <laughs> what? Um, uh, so... Uh, mom and dad, uh, talked to doctor or let me, let me stress. It was my father was the one doing the primary kind of, uh, moves yeah, yeah. With, with this stuff. Now, I don't think the cards were stacked in my favor mm-hmm. in that regard. Uh, my father has a hearing, uh, disability. Uh, mm-hmm. he's lost the vast majority of his hearing and he still had a fair amount when that I, point, when I yeah. was that age. <clears throat> Um, I would say somewhere in the the ballpark of if he had his hearing aid in, he had about 30% in one ear and about 5% in the other ear. So when it comes that's, to it, when that's it comes low. Yeah, it is what it is. It's a, you know, he has a. Um, was it a genetic thing? Or yeah, did he, he, was, call, he, he was born with this. it. Yeah, gotcha, he was, he was gotcha. born with it. Um, and I think when it comes to my father, my father is not stupid. Mm-hmm. By any stretch of the imagination, he is absolutely not. He was a fabricator for a company called Hartford Concrete. He's extremely good uh, when it comes to math and building and mm-hmm. things like that. However, the the hearing issue has definitely um, hit him the hardest when it comes to his understanding of the more nuanced elements of spoken communication. Gotcha. Um, and I would say written communication as well, because one of the things that when you're, when you're a kid and you have a hearing problem, yeah. one of the things that you don't like to do is ask questions yeah. for, you know, to the teacher, because all that does is it could, you, you run the risk of it potentially highlighting 
the the thing that you see as a defect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think when it came to my father interacting with the family doctor, um, I think dad did not ask some some really important questions at gotcha. that time. Gotcha. Um, that probably should have been asked. Now I'm a kid. Yes, you don't know any different. So I don't yeah. know any different. I just know dad said, okay, this is what we're doing. Mom was behind it too, so boom. That's what we're doing. Yeah, off to the uh, the hospital I go. Uh, so I have a circumcision that's redone. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, I can remember looking down. Yeah. Uh, you know, before that, oh, the cats are pissed. Cats are going cats at are it, pissed man. about something. I can remember looking down mm-hmm. and seeing what would have, uh, in my head, I picture a quote unquote normal penis. Yeah. They're really They are really fucking pissed. They're having a They do not want to have yeah, this penis dog. <laughs> it's absolutely not a haggis. Go wrangle haggis, the, go break that shit up. Go wrangle the cats. Um uh but anyway, I remember looking down and seeing something that was seeing normality. More normal than what yeah. I have now. Um I don't think it was ever normal, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. think of it that way. But uh um, so we have the circumcision the second time around. Um, and I remember in the wake of that procedure, I remember looking down and seeing stitches Ugh. that were made all the way around the circumference yeah. of just beneath the head of my penis. And that left a lot of scarring as it yeah. healed. Um, like I was telling you earlier, there's pock marks mm-hmm. um, around the <clears throat> circumference of it. Um, and over time, I begin to get older. I become sexually active. Mm-hmm. You know, I have girlfriends when I'm in high school and yeah, yeah. Um, early 20s, that sort of thing. And um, <clears throat> on a couple occasions, on a couple occasions, I had where, what what would have been where that foreskin was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, makes no, sense. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So just beneath the head of my penis. Um, I had a couple occasions in my teens where that skin broke open mm. and it hurt, but it was like, just put some Neosporin you're, on it. You're like 17. Yeah. Like, ah, and week, la- week later, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, Everything's yeah. normal. So I'm like, okay, don't think much of it. Um, I get to my mid twenties mm-hmm. um, and I start noticing upon intercourse, um, occasionally on the underside of it, just below the head, um, that skin begins to break open. Mm-hmm. And what I learned as I got older was that my flesh bridge, <laughs> I don't know. Scientific. I don't know how else yeah, to say yeah, it. Yeah. The sort of flesh bridge that connects a uh, shaft to underside of head mm-hmm. was virtually non-existent. Yeah. It's just not there. There's not much of it there because presumably because of the second circumcision. Yeah. Um, throughout my 20s, that breaks open more and more. Um, and I, my stomach you know, hurt. I go to the doctor. I say, hey, this happened. Still, another family doctor. Yeah. Small-ish town. Yeah, yeah. You know, Smaller. Smaller. Not as you big know as, I mean? not as small as the other one. <clears throat> um, uh, and it's just the same thing. Okay, here's what I think you should do. Try, uh, try you know, we'll try uh, some sort of ointment. I can't remember yeah. what it was, but... So I do that. I put some Robitussin yeah, on it. Yeah, put some Robitussin on it. Um, so just just drown it in Vicks. You know, yeah. just Ooh. vapor rub and Robitussin. Oh, That's God, <laughs> that would burn so bad. Uh, so I keep getting older. Mm-hmm. and As the, one does. Yeah, right. And the breaks in the skin start to occur on a pretty regular basis. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
by that point, I've met my wife. I'm in my early 30s. And it's to the point then that it's breaking open every time I have sex. Mm-hmm. Okay. And prior to that, with the, probably the decade prior to that, I start noticing um, kind of lighter, almost white spots, sometimes almost a very faint baby blue mm-hmm. spots that are appearing in places on and around the the head of my penis. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't alarm me because what I figured was, oh, yeah, it's just... You know, it's just something left over from the second circumcision. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was probably my initial mistake. That's when yeah. I should have went, Jesus, God, you know, <laughs> doctor, please help me. What the hell's going on? And so I get these little kind of splotchy sort of almost like plaque. Don't hmm. know don't know how else to describe them. Imagine if, if you're a guitar player when you get calluses yeah, on the yeah. end of your fingers. Imagine if they were just sort of blue and white and lighter colored. Gotcha. You know you know, just sparingly throughout the calluses. Just imagine it that way. Um, But I still hadn't lost any kind of sensation or much Mm -hmm. sensation um, or anything like that. Um, But what I did notice over time and being with my wife is that obviously uh, it was happening more and more. Yeah. More and more. Almost every time that my wife and I would have sex, I would run into the skin breaking open, um, not to the point that it was bleeding yet, Mm -hmm. um, but it was painful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was painful. So I had a dermatologist. Um, I have a I have a thing with my hands called dishydrotic eczema Mm -hmm. that occasionally I get a shot for. To keep my hands from cracking. and Oh, I understand that. It's like when they get really chapped. Yeah, mine well, like break open and bleed. Yeah. Have big like yeah, craters yeah, in them. Yeah. yeah. So I have a dermatologist and he treated it with this uh, ointment called uh, Ultravate. It's called uh, Halibatazole. But it's great. And it would always fix my hands. Yeah. Yeah. Had a great experience with the doctor. And just want to throw this in here real quick. I want to tell you guys the name of the doctor. Yeah. And I even asked him, are you okay with me? you know, saying that it's you. And he said, yeah, that's fine. Whatever you want to do. But in a professional sense, I'm a little concerned about his name being associated with with, with music, the lifeblood, because we are, we're, we're not a PC podcast. Yeah. For one, and we say things that agitate people. I mean, our that, listeners are, I feel, our listeners are smart enough to realize, though, that he's not been on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, good point. He's but, not associated. But, so, from a public standpoint, as much as I want, as much as I want to be able to, to talk about this guy out in the open and how much he helped me, I'm not going to give his name out. Maybe maybe that's a, if you need help, message Dustin yeah, personally. Yeah. yeah, if you want to talk about it in private, totally willing to, but in a public sense, in an official sense, I'm not going to give out his name because we're talking about a family man. Yeah. He works in a private practice. You know, he's we got, don't want to mess up his life. Yeah, he's got yeah. a re- he's got a reputation to to be able to. He's about to have a very different reputation, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I I don't want to cause him any sort of undue hardship for in sure. That sense. For sure. So if you want to talk to me on your own, feel free. But uh, in an official sense, I'm going to omit his name. But anyway, uh, so I start going to see this uh, dermatologist, and it's to the point where every time my wife and I have sex, it's pain. I'm in pain. Mm-hmm. Starting to see blood at that point. Skin breaks open and I can't, the only way I can think to describe it is imagine if you did a paper cut on the head of your penis, Ah. poured lemon juice in, and then just for shits and giggles, 
stuck it in an outlet. You know what yeah, I mean? That's yeah. the level of pain that I would be in. So it's a sensitive area. Yeah, I go to him and I say, "Look, this is what's going on. What do you think?" And he was like, "Boom, got it." He he prescribed me with something called tacrolimus ointment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a uh, corticosteroid. I think. Now are we is this, um, is, are, are we entering the area of this is the current run of things you're on? Yeah, we're getting, it, we're getting close. Okay, so getting, I know right close. now you I know you're on that good good that yeah. you've you've like been like singing to the heavens about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we go with this stuff called tacrolimus, <clears throat> and I had about a good solid two-year run yeah. where things were great. Yeah. Just amazing. Fast forward two years, and it starts to get worse, worse than what it was prior. Yeah. I notice scar tissue building and building and building, and every time we have sex, it breaks open. Uh, there there were a couple times when I went to just go pee, and and it broke open. Um, and it's all sort of located on the underside where most of your guys, mm-hmm. where that little flesh bridge yeah. would have been. Yeah. I don't have much of one. So it's the intersection of the base of the head and the shaft. Mm-hmm. It would break open. It is excruciatingly painful, especially when it would happen during sex. Oh, I bet. You know what I mean? But it's one of those things where you want to make sure that your woman is happy. Yeah. yeah and yeah, she's yeah. satisfied. You know, so you just kind of plow through it. You just, just my mind is elsewhere. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. What my go-to is Misfits lyrics. Really? Yeah. I just mm. start running, running them through my head. My, my very <clears throat> close friend, my best friend, actually, when I, when we were in like, he was sexually active way before me. He was <laughs> right. one of those, he's one of those, he looks like Jared Leto. Oh, good. Like for like real talk. Yeah. yeah you can yeah. put pictures next to it and yeah. it's like. I don't know which one's my best friend of 20 years. Mega handsome. Yeah, super handsome. And so he was just getting all the ass in high school. <laughs> and the way he described it to me was like, if you're struggling with, you know, keeping it up, he's like, just think about a rocking chair. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, now take it apart and assemble it piece by piece. Hmm. And so now that's, and I was like 14 <laughs> when right. he told me that. Right. And it's still in my brain. It's got to assemble a rocking chair. <laughs> In this white void. <laughs> and you just little piece by piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To stave off, stave it off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Misfits lyrics are always my, That's those way are cooler my they're my go to. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> I would feel. Kennedy shattered head is concrete. I would and inevitably because I find myself doing this all the time and I have to stop myself. Whatever I'm thinking, my mouth moves. <laughs> right. So whether I'm saying it out loud or not, my mouth moves. Right. So I would be just just going out it and just like my mouth would just be going. That's not a, no one wants that. Rocky chair, Rocky chair, Rocky chair, Rocky chair. <laughs> no, if I if I was doing lyrics, <laughs> oh, I'd right, just right, be I right. okay, just okay. Be, uh, my mouth would just be rolling while I'm. Just plowing. Yeah, I just walk through the Misfits box set. Yeah, I would like. That's no one I, wants to see me talking what appears to be to myself <laughs> during sex. That's awful. <laughs> Lyrical gibberish. <laughs> or doing that. Are you okay? Or doing that like <laughs> that like uh, that thing that musicians do usually when we're like trying to keep time or trying to remember do lyrics like when we're recording, where you just sing or say half of it. Oh right, you right, know what right. I'm saying? You just. <laughs> <laughs> Back up, It's like you just mumble the parts you're not there yet to. That's awkward for everyone. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get yeah. it. Right. I get it. <laughs> so I have about a, a year and a half, two year run where everything's great, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but it gets worse again and far worse than what it was yeah. before. And I go to the dermatologist and he said, he he says, okay, I think this this is bad enough that I think we probably need to start talking about maybe we should talk to a surgeon. So I do. You do. I go to a surgeon. And in January 2018, I had generic term phalloplasty. Yeah. And what he did was everyone make the finger gun. Okay. So you got your finger gun in front of you. Now turn your finger gun upside down. Okay. Okay. So imagine the thumb is your nuts (laughs) and your index finger is your dingus. Your, Your dong. What we did during the phalloplasty was the connective skin between the base of your penis. The, the finger webbing. The you f- got. Yeah, yeah, the finger webbing. Yeah. The webbing between the base of your penis and what would connect to your nuts. Mm-hmm. We cut that away. Mm-hmm. We got rid of it. Allows some room <clears throat> for, for yeah. movement. What yeah. that did was what our hopes wa- were would that it would pull tension away from the, that hot area of skin that kept breaking open and causing so much agony and we did that Mm -hmm. we did we did we did that and the surgery went fine and during the process of the surgery what he did was sort of created almost like a like a like a generic foreskin what he did was take some of the tissue that was in that webbing and Mm -hmm. sort of pushed it up yeah. To be able to create a little more redundancy in the skin yeah. near the base of the head mm-hmm. on the underside of my penis, um, like I said, to alleviate that tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And during the process of uh, recovery from the surgery, so what was going on was he cuts away that skin, he pushes stuff up, mm-hmm. and in doing so, he had to sort of flay the base of my penis open mm-hmm. about an inch, inch and a half. Yeah. I had maybe two inches worth of stitches mm-hmm. that went up the middle of the underside, underside of my yeah. penis. And um, uh, two days after the surgery, the stitches broke. Ugh. And um, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this part of the story is more kind of for dramatic effect, I guess. Um, but uh, the, about an inch and a half of the stitches burst. This makes my balls hurt. And so I'm like the, fidgety. Um, the the best comparison I can think of is the just imagine the times you've microwaved a hot dog, and Ugh. the hot dog has burst open. Yeah, just like that. But just on the like a small little section. Yeah, yeah. the underside, the underside of the towards Ugh. the bottom of my penis. Um, and you know what? How I woke up. You know, yeah. I had fallen asleep and I uh, fell asleep the night before and I woke up and I could feel that there was blood. Yeah. Like I knew there yeah. was blood on my legs. And I was like, that's weird. I wonder, that's probably not good. That's weird. Yeah. So I got up, I went to the bathroom, you know, and I took the little the bandage and sort yeah. of thing off and there it was. Like I could see inside of my penis, <laughs> you know, the, the underside of it was about an inch and a half, just sort of flayed open and blood just dripping. Ugh. And, uh, um, I panicked. I, f- Absolutely. I freaked the fuck out. Yeah. I freaked the fuck out. And my, my wife and I, we got in the car and we drove 
to the to the, the doctor's office. Yeah. No, I called him. I called his office directly. I said, I'm not going to the ER because all they're going to do is stitch it up and they could potentially fuck up everything that we just did. I'm coming to your office right now. Yeah. Get ready. And he was like, okay. <laughs> I'm home in bed. I'll be there we're, as quick as I we're, can. We're on top of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so he goes and he goes through the what we're going to do. He's like, I'm not going to stitch it up because it's just going to be more trauma that you don't need mm-hmm. to that to that tissue. So what we did was, you know, he, he you know he showed me how to how to pack the wound and mm-hmm. it healed. Yeah, it yeah. did. Like you know, today I have like a almost kind of like a zipper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hard, it's hard to hard to describe it, but uh, that healed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we get, I don't know, I think it ended up being something to the effect of six weeks out. Mm-hmm. My wife and I go, okay, we're going to try it. Let's see what happens. Let's see what dice. happens. And it broke open again. What, the the original spot or the underneath the, spot? The original spot. Okay. okay. The, the underneath spot had been healed by that point. Gotcha. But uh, the just below the head, same mm-hmm. spot it always but had. as bad? Yes. Ooh. Worse. Ooh. Okay. Yes, worse. Um, and I think it was worse because I had went that entire time in recovery from the surgery, mm-hmm. uh, not using the the ointment that I had been using prior. Yeah, so the skin so, was a little, little little tough. Yeah, that's my theory yeah. on that. That's my theory. You didn't have a greasy penis. Yeah, right, right. Greasy penis in this situation is the solution. Is good. Is, is good. Yes. I go back to the dermatologist and. That's like I said earlier, I felt like I was at my most desperate. Yeah. That I had went through two, All this trouble. two, two yeah. circumcisions, two years of treatment, a surgery that did not do the trick. Mm-hmm. And like I said, desperate is the only word I can think to describe that the just the, the point that I was in from at from a from a mental health standpoint, mm-hmm. from a physical standpoint, I've just utterly defeated and ready to call it a day. Yeah. You know, so I go to the dermatologist and we talk and he says, okay, we're going to try something that, uh, we're going to try some shit. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, we're going to try some heavy duty shit. Yeah. So interestingly enough, mm-hmm. he says, we're going to use the Ultravate. It's the same shit I had been using on my hands for the past six, seven years, whatever it had been. He said, we're going to try that. And he said, it's, it's, it's about as powerful of a, uh, it's, it's called ultra, it's called ultravate. The fancy version is called ultravate. The generic version is called halobatazole propionate. That's the generic name? That's the generic name. So H-A-L-O-B-E-T-A-S-O-L. It's an ointment. Yeah, yeah. And that's about as strong of stuff as you could get. For some kind of like topical steroid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a miracle drug. Yeah? Yes, I don't. No, I believe you. No no other way to describe it. No other way to describe it. So he says, we're going to do this. So you're going to slather that shit on. Twice a day. Every day. Twice. Yeah. Fucking every day, twice a day. You'd like just, di- just dip your put dick it, in it. Put it on a sandwich if you can. <laughs> so in conjunction with the Ultravate, I also start taking multiple vitamin A and D. I take an L-carn. It's a carnitine. Yeah, your bathroom looks like a GNC. <clears throat> yeah. And then a, I, have to, I have to eat powdered gelatin yeah. as much as I can stand. 
Yeah. Like powder gelatin, not like jello. Yeah, like just like the powder, the powder shit. Just, I just in drinks and just such. Put it on my food, put it in drinks, just deal yeah. with it, make it work. I take a multi collagen protein, uh type one, two, three, five, and ten. And then I take an Opti DHEA uh supplement. That's uh what that does is that um it's kinda like a building block for your endocrine system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it helps testosterone just go. Hmm. You know, that's yeah. what it's just like is fucking lift some weights. Do some shit. <laughs> and then uh I gotta stick to an exercise routine. Mm-hmm. And I've lost weight. You have, I've noticed. I don't know how much. I got to get on a scale, but I would guess I'm somewhere in the ballpark of 15 to 20 pounds. Yeah. My upper body is getting, you can start to see muscle definition on my upper body again. And then I just drink a shit ton of water. It with with powder in it. Yeah, with yeah. with just what I'm gonna have, have some fucking collagen. It's gonna be strawberry jello. Here we go. So good. <laughs> um, I imagine it's like drinking chunky Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got, I would say, four weeks in. Mm-hmm. Four weeks in with that battery of shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, d- using that stuff, uh, my wife and I had sex. Mm-hmm. Skin broke open. Mm-hmm. But not nearly as bad as what it did before. Yeah. We have sex again, no breakage. Oh, shit. Sex again, mm-hmm. no breakage. Oh, shit. Sex again, no breakage. And that puts us out, you know, and so on and so on yeah, and so yeah. on. So I'm going on, I think, <sighs> probably three months now with mm-hmm. no issue. Nice. Uh, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like completely uncharted territory yeah. where I've talked to when I talk to my dermatologist, I'll say, you know, is there anybody else got this specific set of shit yeah. happening? And he said, there's a lot of people with lichen sclerosis. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, a lot of them are women. And really? The, yeah. Um, lichen. So you can get it. Like, anywhere, like, I'm assuming. Mo- yeah, where yeah. anywhere most- I'm assuming there's moisture and a uh, crevice. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. something along yeah, I mean, those lines. You can lines. get it like upper body, yeah. but the va- a lot of it's it, the vast majority of it's going to show up on genitals, mm-hmm. more so women than men. Mm-hmm. It's much more common in women than it is men. And how lichen sclerosis happens is it could be it could boil down to ideas. You know, there's no real hardcore definition of why it happens. Yeah. But it could be attributed to an overactive immune system Mm -hmm. where your immune system thinks it constantly needs to heal that area of skin for some reason. It kind of builds up and builds up and builds up. Or, or I've seen it attributed to a lot of the time, specifically when it comes to guys Mm -hmm. uh, on uh, genital wise, uh, some sort of, Infection moves in from an unknown source. Yeah. We don't know what. Don't know what. And then your body goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> heal it. Yeah. Healing. Healing. Yeah. And all of a sudden that turns into those sort of plaque, splotchy I'm white and if, light blues patches. If that's the case, I feel like at some point somebody could have drew some blood from you and been like, your white blood cell count is stupid. <laughs> And maybe it would have been a bit of an indicator. You know, we, I don't know. What what I can tell you, what I can tell you is this: that post second circumcision, mm-hmm. my dad was charged with making sure Dustin's recovering the way that he should be. Yeah, um, because it was it just felt. I think mom felt like awkward. We should have dad. That's a yeah. Dad, that's a dad that's, thing. That's a dad yeah. thing. Let dad handle it. 
And I remember being in the bathroom and my dad sitting in the bathroom and dad's like, okay, let's take a look. So yeah. I dropped my pants and I remember my dad looking at it yeah, and being like, okay, we got to put some Neosporin on and he'd help me put the Neosporin yeah, yeah, yeah. on and show me how to do it. And I remember in my mind's eye seeing how dirty my father's hands were. From working at a factory. Yeah, my dad yeah. my dad was a fabricator in a factory. Yeah. Um how how much do you struggle emotionally dealing with this with your parents? I well, that's that that's the thing. You know, um now that I'm feeling good, yeah. you know, when you're you can sort things out much easier when you're not under duress. Oh yeah, absolutely. When, when you're when you're at a relaxed point, you're you're able to sort of negotiate dif- yeah. difficult uh, emotional situations. Things are always worse when you're upset. Yes, yeah. yes. And in in the in the thick of things, when it was at its worst, yeah. Meaning when my like post surgery and my dick had split open, yeah. And I thought it was never going to get fixed. The amount of anger I had towards my mother and father was immeasurable. Well, I imagine that's like call the, you at three a.m. and scream at you kind of anger yeah, because yeah, like, yeah. And there were there were a couple occasions yeah. where I I called my mom and I just could not I could not contain the anger I was feeling. Yeah. And my personality, I have a high driver in my personality. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I have a on on the negative end of the spectrum, people can perceive me as arrogant, pushy, uh, cocky, demanding. Mm-hmm. On the positive end of the spectrum, uh, people can see me as diplomatic, mm-hmm. um, engaging, that sort of thing. So when you move me towards the negative end of the spectrum, when I'm under duress, uh, it's it can get very v- confrontational. Yeah, no, I understand. You know, yeah, you know, and in the instances where you and I have had a disagreement. Few, which, but it, we, it does happen. There's been a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing like to the point where it's blown Fuck up. you! Yeah. yeah no. I mean? but, it's just like Dustin's angry. I'm not going to text him today. But, but the, when, once I begin to move in that direction, mm-hmm. it's, you know, get out of my way. You get intense real quick. Yes. Get, yeah. it, get out of my way. Yeah. I have an agenda. If you're in the way, I'll fucking plow through you. <laughs> I'll do what I need to do. Yeah. And there were times, there, there were times when I felt hopeless that the anger I felt towards my mother and father was, like I said, it was immeasurable. I understand. Immeasurable, like ready to sever ties. Yeah. And also, ironically, Mm -hmm. in a similar situation, I, uh, believe it or not, a similar situation. I, uh, when, when I was young, my parents chose not to circumcise me. Yeah. And, uh, a, which now is like, whatever the fuck, I don't care. (laughs) Like, but when you're 17, yep. And you're in high school, yep. and you got to change in locker rooms, and you're trying to you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to get that nut for the first time. Yeah, let's be real; like yeah. it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. It makes life really awkward. Yes, it does. I re- like, I remember I remember being in junior high. Yeah, and and freshman year of high school. Yeah, just waiting for the other guys to walk away, out, yeah. walk away, yeah. so I could do what I needed to do yeah. because I knew I was different. Yep, exactly. I knew, I knew I knew I was different down there, and uh, the things that does. Mm-hmm. Oh, it you know like to, messes me up to like to this day. Yeah, like yeah, I have, there's and it's 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 a very real thing now. The you know from a just sort of passerby from a non up close vantage point of it. Yeah. 
the tendency is to just sort of be dismissive. You know, you always hear the term penis envy. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. <laughs> yeah, in a, a psycho, uh, a psychoanalysis sort of uh, from a standpoint, <laughs> and uh, you know, everything comes back to guys feeling inferior about their penis. Yeah, there's some truth to that. You know, yeah. To, yeah, it definitely you know, like you to know, this it, day has given me some like weird intimacy issues. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like, absolutely. Unless I'm like yeah. really in the mood and like everything, like every the situation lines up perfectly. Right. If there's anything else, it's like intimacy's weird. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You should you shy away from sort of being exposed. Yeah, quote, exactly. Quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it absolutely has toyed with me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I yeah. felt like there's been times where I felt like it was like an entity following me around and just jabbing me yeah. in the fucking sternum over and over again saying, you're, it's fucking weird. Yeah. It's, she's it's, going to know it. it that, you know? That's the thing that always got me is being in high school, even in college, like being like, all right, I'm with this girl. She's super cool. Like we're getting to that point. Now you got to have that talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, God Damn it! I yeah. hate that talk. Yeah, it's like, a, I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. I remember setting down with my wife when we were still dating, going, "Okay, okay, real talk. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need to talk about a couple things, some uncomfortable <laughs> shit, yeah. and then word vomit. Bleh. Yeah, you know everything. So, you know, like I said, at my most desperate point, I wish there had been someone to be able to say, ah, or here's a podcast of two. You know, two dudes talking about their dicks two, and their dick two, problems. Two, two fuckheads talking about <laughs> how messed up one of the fuckheads' dicks is. You know what I mean? Like it's. I know for I, sure. I yeah. wish that I would have had that because it would have been um, answers. Uh, oh, you, you know, I'm, I'm calling in. You know I'm caller I mean? number nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Like yeah, if somebody would have just, man, if somebody just would have talked to me, like. Because, you know, your parents tell you, like, trust me, it's going to be fine. Yeah. But, like, yeah. as a teenager, you're like, fuck you, mom and dad. Like, you don't want to hear that shit from your parents. Yeah. Like, if somebody would have, somebody else just would have been like, no, really, give it five years and no one's going to give a shit. Yeah. Like, girls, you, teenage girls. Just like, mean. Yeah, they don't even know they're doing it. Like, just, it's not their fault. Just I give did, it time. I, well, I think, like, that, that, that. Yeah. To, not to just be like half of you are awful <laughs> you know what i mean because <laughs> yeah, yeah but no that's not the case i think it has more to do with your perception exactly of exactly. them as a teenager yeah. that um you know they're gonna tear you apart yeah that you know the, the fear, when, in, when in reality they're probably just as worried about as you are about something some shit yeah they're they like going that on, the, fe so. the fear was always like the pants come down and like the laughter erupts and they leave <laughs> right that was always it's literally right. never happened like, but that was always the fear they, they take a polaroid and then yeah. they show everybody and, they show, and a polaroid, study all. you just showed your age there a bit but well i mean whatever we had cell phones <laughs> child of the 90s so yeah anyway anyway so i think one, my wife. Mm -hmm. Two, my dermatologist. Mm -hmm. Had had I not had those two people there to intervene when times were the their worst, Rough. yeah. I don't I don't know how I would have been able to plow through it. Yeah, you know I remember when I called my brother. Yeah, you know on the way just need somebody on, to talk to. Yeah, just thing, yeah. fucking freaking out, yeah. just absolutely freaking out, and you know Derek. Music the Lifeblood Zone yeah, roving reporter, Derek, yeah. uh, my older brother Derek. 
you know, Derek's seven years older than me, and he's got yeah. quite a bit of experience on me <clears throat> on a lot of different things. Derek and I took two different paths in life. Yeah. You know, Derek went the family man route. He's got four kids, married. He's really into being a dad. That's his thing. Yeah. Where for me, you know, I went the other way and no kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I got married, found my wife, and yeah. found like, you know, like, you know, I remember seeing Janet Jackson when I was a kid going, <laughs> I want that. <laughs> I want that thing. But whatever you know? this is, and, I need it. And so I, I did that. You know, yeah, I, yeah, got, yeah. I got to a point where I was like, I'm going to make that happen because that's what I want. Yeah. You know, and I was able, I got married and music has been my baby, you know, yeah. has, has been my family. That's what I focused on, you know, just, you know, and that's what I do. You know, yeah, I host the yeah. podcast, I host Final Thursday, you know, I do, do all kinds of stuff. And I remember talking to my brother. It was one of those rare times where I could tell my brother did not know what to Just, say. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? And generally, Derek does. Mm-hmm. You know, when when shit is bad, Derek knows what to say or has some sort of like... Some you know, nugget, like yeah. Some sort of canned response ready to go that's just going to be as insightful as all hell. Yeah, yeah. And I could tell Derek was like, when Derek can only say it's going to be all right, Calm down. Yeah. He's, he's got nothing. He's got nothing in the tank. <laughs> he has nothing in the tank because there, we haven't dealt with anything like this yeah, before. Yeah. You know, when you look down and you can see the inside of your dick. Yeah. You know, I don't know how I. In, into the middle of it. It is. And there's blood just fountaining onto the floor. You know what I mean? There's, they're like, ah, what, what, do, what do I do? What do <laughs> yeah. you do? What, what the hell do you do? Man, that's. And on top of that, too, the the complications that arise with your just your your mental health, because like I said earlier, being being demasculinated. Yeah, I felt like yeah. I could not satisfy my wife. I could I could we could not have pr- productive sex. I don't yeah. I don't know how else yeah. to say it like productive sex in the sense that it yields pleasure completion yeah pleasure and completion for both people involved you know and to to not have that is it is uh, you know i was in dire straits and i remember sitting in my dermatologist's office you know prior to us kind of figuring out what the fuck we're going to do and just i started crying i didn't i didn't like even blame you like i didn't know what to do and i was like just please help me fix this please and i mean he was all over it yeah. Like he was absolutely all over it. Like he's the closest thing to like an angel that I've met in the last yeah. decade. You know, he's he's made himself available. Yeah. You know, to where I can I can talk to him when he's not in the office. Mm-hmm. You know, I can shoot him an email if I got a question or I hit a hit, hit some sort of snag. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, I think the longest I've ever had to wait on getting an email from him would have been like an hour. You know, like on top of things. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely been the the sort of like the linchpin and changing this into a positive direction yeah yeah so you know as as far as as far as like my treatment goes you know i i've mentioned the ultravate yeah you know and you know if you're going through this same sort of thing i really encourage it it worked for me yeah it works for me i don't know if it's going to work for you you know but it worked for me the the interesting thing about it is that yeah it's it's as powerful as a steroid cream as you can use Mm mm-hmm the key is that you use it to combat the lichen sclerosis, which mm-hmm. kind of is the, ex- the the initial exacerbating factor. Yeah. 
you use it to combat that. And once you have that in control, everything else kind of falls. Yeah. In place. All the yeah. other shit that I'm doing has sort of like picked up the, the weight and, yeah. and kind of carried it as far as it can go. So I'm now at the stage now where I'm beginning to wing myself off of the ultravate. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to use it all the time, you know, yeah. you know, and I've, I had a short little back and forth uh, with email with, with, with the doctor mm-hmm. before you got here today, yeah. just being like, you know, running into issues. What do you think of this? I'll throw out an idea and he'll be like, it's a fucking great idea. Yeah. He doesn't say fuck it, but <laughs> I wish he did. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of wish he did. He's like, that's a great idea. Try yeah. it. Try it. And don't stop you know, anything else you're doing. But yeah. Yeah. It. His, yeah. his, his willingness, his willingness to go <laughs> the extra mile, mm-hmm. you know, has, has been, has, you know, I've never, you know, there's a whole host of issues that that uh, men have to deal with that I don't necessarily think it's not that it's not in vogue mm-hmm. to talk about. It's it. not as in vogue. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. I think sometimes it's in a way it can be sort of it's almost delegitimized in a sort of outward conversational sort of mm-hmm. thing. You know, when you you know we watch documentaries like you know the Red Pill documentary yeah, yeah. you know of a, fem- a feminist moving over to the the sort of men's rights activist side of, of yeah. the equation and you know you know me i got mm-hmm. a mean conservative streak you know i'm a i'm <laughs> a li- i'm that, a libertarian when you when you know when you and i stand Mm-hmm. stand beside each other it's clear who's on the left and who's on the right i'm pretty you know? chill about most things <laughs> you are not chill no, I'm not, no, I'm like, ah, communism ah. <laughs> but uh you know as it relates to some men's health issues we don't mm-hmm. talk about this stuff we don't it doesn't get we talked don't. about you know and just think about it. If I had this many issues with a couple circumcisions, yeah. how many other dudes are walking around that with have encountered issues. some sort of issue? Yeah. Or 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 suicide rates with men or a higher uh, workplace mortality rate. Yeah. With men. Uh, custody issues when it comes down oh to yeah. splitting up a family. That shit's how rough. you know the cards are stacked against men sometimes. Yeah. You know, in a in a in a custody sense. So I feel like you know I don't. Not that I want to be known as like the dick problem guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know what I you mean. You may have sealed your fate there, a bit. <laughs> but 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 you know what? But if I am, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because that means somebody's talking about it and it could mean some dude that's in as shitty of a situation as I was in Mm -hmm. and and is as desperate as I was might potentially get this information and hear me going, yeah, we figured it out. Yeah, we got you. I if if someone would have told me, you know, the the day Mm -hmm. I was driving to the surgeon to figure out what to do. Yeah. You know, with blood dripping <laughs> yeah. from, from my dick, like what to do. If someone had been able to tell me, you know, you're, you're going to be cool. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would have made all the difference in the world. Yeah. It would have made all the difference in the world. Yeah. And and for me, it's, you know, with the help of, like I said, my wife and the dermatologist being able, it's been a pivot point for my life now. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of key events in me over the mm-hmm. course of the last 10 years, you know, one of them that I look at is, you know, the day the day that my wife and I got married, I was standing in because we did just a real simple backyard wedding at my yeah. best friend's house. 
And uh, I was standing in his kitchen waiting for the ceremony to start. And I said to myself, I'm going to stop being mad all the time. Yeah. Because I just walked around pissed off all the time. And I've been able to do it. I've been yeah. able to I've been able to do it. And you've calmed down even since I've started coming around. Yeah. Like you were way more hot headed when when I first joined MTLB. Yeah. To the point where oftentimes I'd have ideas and issues with things that were going on. I would just keep them to myself. <laughs> right. I yeah. was like, I'm just not gonna yeah, tell it. It's just in that regard, like you get me wound up and I'm just just a bulldozer, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. you just stay out of my way. And yeah. I mean, like, I don't have that issue, but I have, as we have discussed, I have a very emotionally taxing personality. <laughs> so, like, uh, right. I, I get right. it. Like, once you're once you're going, it's hard to stop. Yeah. Even when, yeah, even, it's, even it's like it's opposite almost, side of the spectrum. It's like a self-perpetuating cycle. Yeah. You yeah. know, you just pick up speed exponentially. <laughs> it's just like, ah. The only thing that'll stop it is, like, some something earth-shattering. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and... That was a pivot point with me, with my wife, you know, where things began to change. I, you know, I started looking at things in a different way, just mm-hmm. my day to day, just how I was, how I was interfacing with my world, yeah. doing it in a less sort of dukes up sort of way. Yeah. You know, because it's just burning fuel that you don't need to be burning. Yeah. And that was a major change for me. And this, the last four or five months you know, working sort of one-on-one with the, with the dermatologist and, and my wife continuing to be patient, Yeah, you know, about things. It's been, it's been absolutely amazing. You know, it's a, it's a major change in my life. So yeah. Yeah. There it is. Hashtag deep. Yeah. (laughs) Lichen sclerosis, L-I-C-H-E-N-S-C-L-E-R-O-S-I-S. It makes it sound like you have werewolf penis. I agree. Because of lichen. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's not nearly that cool. Here's what I did learn. (laughs) Yeah. We've joked about it before, but uh, I'm amazed. Yeah. Like, I have, like, the G.G. Allen of penises. You do. You have... No, G.G. Allen, it was self-inflicted. This is... You have, like... Uh, That's true. You have, like... uh, What's a good example? What's a good example? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but don't it's know. like just, just the, it's like there were times where I felt like it was just scorched earth, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like the amount of <clears throat> trauma that it has been able to endure. Yeah. Just baffling. Yeah. Just absolutely. You're actually, I feel like you're lucky that you don't, like, because of all of the trauma, you're lucky it could have been worse. Like you could have had a fistula, like with the trauma yeah. you've experienced. Yeah. Some Jack the Ripper kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, which is funny, which Mm -hmm. is funny, getting to a more positive place with uh, with Dylan with this stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in Jack the Ripper. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's fascinating. It's it's came up. I think we've talked about it on a couple of occasions, but I'm interested in it. But anyway, Patricia Cornwell wrote a book, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago. I don't know what it was. Uh, called Portrait of a Killer. Mm-hmm. And in that book, she details, um, so she pins the identity of Jack the Ripper on an English painter named Walter Sickert. Yeah. And uh, it was it was known that Walter Sickert was born with a fistula. Yeah. A uh, fistula of the penis. And uh, in that book, uh, she details 
what it might have been like. He had he had three surgeries to try and correct the fistula. Probably just made it worse. And get yeah, and get and given the state of medicine at the time, made it way worse. You could imagine. You could only imagine what the result was. Three times over. If you're a surgeon, I had I had two circumcisions in a advanced medical area. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In it, so I remember listening to that a while back, and it got to that point of the book, and uh, I have it on audiobook. Yeah, <clears throat> um, it got to that point where she was going through those couple of chapters, and I had to shut it off. Yeah, you know, I had to shut it off because it just like I a little too just close to overcame with. With just the the weight of everything that I had dealt with on a personal basis. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that I have like the career ender sort of thing. I don't yeah. have cancer. No. You know, I I haven't had brain trauma. No. You know what I mean? People have it way worse than what I do. Yeah. For sure. For absolute sure. But sometimes your your perception is your reality sometimes. Yeah, and there were yeah. times when I felt like it was not going to get better. And I was at damn near at my wit's end. Yeah. You know, so it's for me, for me, I felt like we should talk about it ju- for sure. just in case, just mm-hmm. in case. What an interesting year. What a year. Yeah. What a fucking year. And now at least we have a happy ending now. Yep. So this episode could finally happen. Yeah, 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 things are good so far. So I think, you know, in kind of talking with the dermatologist, I think it's just going to be about upkeep. Yeah. You know. Now, this could be a TMI question, hmm. but like how how much, like, do you have to curb the amount of, of you know, activity you mm. have? Or does uh, it, if you if it happens too often, do we see issues? Like. um, We haven't ran into it yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, haven't ran into it yet, but uh, I think it'll have it'll just be something you got to keep tabs on. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like my gut doesn't tell me that's going to be the case. Gotcha, because I can only assume the dry spell you had was intense. So I can only assume. Yeah. once you got the green light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably as equally intense. Yeah, there yeah, for a while. yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, you try to make the most of it. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. You try to. You know, it's. I joked. I joked with the dermatologist a while back. And I'm yeah, a, I'm like, I'm 38 now. I'm gonna be 40 soon. So realistically. Men's sex drive drops off pretty quickly after 40. So I said, <laughs> I just need you to get me to 50. <laughs> just a couple more years, just man. Get, just get me to 50 and I can, well, I'll fucking find a way. I'll just work it out after yeah, that. I'll yeah, just find yeah. it. And I mean, he thought it was funny. It was you know a little what I mean? sad, like, but yeah. He's, um, he's, uh, he's a really good dude, man. He's, um, he's a family man. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's told me a little bit about his family. He's talked about him before. And, you know, uh, you know, just the, I've gotten to know him a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. as much as I can. Like, Doctor patient kind of thing. Yeah. As yeah. much as you can. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I want to be all like, do you want to come lift weights? Do you want to come hang out, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, do you want to, you want to go see Skeleton Witch? <laughs> you know? so, uh, I have a feeling that's a no. Right. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I should ask him what kind of music he likes. Yeah. But, but it's it's one of those times where 
you get a you can get a bead on someone's character. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. just just by being kind of in their orbit for a short amount of time. Yeah. You know, I I'm not saying I can see into his soul. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I don't know his deepest it's desire. Not, it's not like Ghost Rider looking into the eyes, the, yeah. the penance stare the of penance Ghost Rider. Stare, yeah. You know, it's it's not like that, but he's a good dude. Good. He's a good man. Good. He's a good man. Hmm. And the fact that he cares an awful lot. Yeah. That goes. Like yeah, the- yeah, and I, I think you know he he has went above and beyond, yeah. absolutely above and beyond. You know, I wish I wish I was comfortable saying his name, but yeah, I just we say some horrible shit sometimes. We said some shit last week that I forgot about because I always listen to the episode. <laughs> I always go back and listen to make sure that we didn't fuck something up, right, or edit something wrong, or say something we shouldn't have said, right. And I was like, ooh, yeah, we said that, and that was. I hope nobody hears that. <laughs> it's out there now. Yeah. You know, yeah. I took out a couple of the really bad things. Yeah, I remember there, there were a couple, like, cuts that no one knows about but us because yep. we you know, had the conversation. I was yep. like, that's for the best. That's for the best. <laughs> that's for the best. I don't, I don't chop much. No. But I chop a little. Yeah. A little. The dangerous. Yeah, kind. I, you know, but, um, you know, I, I'm totally willing if anybody wants to talk about it on a one-on-one basis, feel yeah. free. You can message Music the Lifeblood through all of the places, all of the social media, and the the uh, the YouTube and whatever platform that you listen to us on. Yeah, feel free if you, if you need uh, if you want to talk. Yeah, yeah. Shoot me, shoot us, uh, shoot us a message. <sighs> you know, I'll, uh, I'll be happy to discuss. I'm, I'm a little nervous about all these people knowing this much about our penises yeah yeah but it's for a good reason it is it is i think it's for a good reason and like i like i've said like half a dozen times already if someone had said hey you ought to listen to this podcast they're talking about the fucking shit you're dealing with they're talking about your dick problems i'd be all over it because yeah absolutely the the information regarding it is slim to nil Mm -hmm. no slim to nil and i guess it's one of situations where you bet the the situation is not slim to nil, but the information getting out due to embarrassment and things like that yeah. are slim to yep. nil. Yep, it's yeah. like a it's like a self censoring uh, dialogue. It's one where, of those things where it's like it's never as bad as you think compared to someone else, and it's never you're never alone. Someone else is dealing with it. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, like, good point. You're not whether the it's, only one. Yeah, whether like I said, men's reproductive health. Yeah, I mean that's an actual conversation that we should probably have. Yeah. Because there's a lot of dudes who don't know shit about how things like that work. Yes. Like, luckily, like, we both, apparently, because your dad, obviously, with the dirty hands thing, a little misguided. But, like, you had parents who were willing to talk to you about those kinds of things. Yeah. And I had parents who were too willing to talk. (laughs) Like, not inappropriately, but, like, I had my first sex talk when I was, like, two. And it was very, like dumbed down for a two-year-old but like they regularly happened to this day yeah my mom thinks she can my parents and they can educate me and it's like so like you i had a conversation this other day on you on youtube on facebook about a girl who just had a kid and chose not to circumcise her her son and her friends telling him he was going to be weird and like all this stuff and how they've never slept with a man who was like that and like it's weird and she needs to just do it and it's just like man like First of all, it's not it's not your say. Second of all, 
here are all the things that can go wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, is it really worth the risk yeah. kind of situation? Yeah. yeah. And like, I put in the fucking gigantic comment I left that was, you could write a fucking thesis. It was, it was like, talk to your fucking kids. Like, if someone would have, if, if friends who I know, friends I have, if their parents would just sit down and been like, listen, like, not everything's the same. Like, not everyone looks the same. Sure. More yeah. than just the five-minute video you get in fifth grade. Yeah. Like, God, the world would be different. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I would, you know, I, I remember when I when I went out for surgery, because I called time out on Music the Lifeblood for, I don't know, probably almost a month and a half. Yeah. Oh, around, yeah. I around remember. surgery yeah. time. And... I said I did a post on the Music the Lifeblood Facebook that just said, "Look, I'm back. I'm recovering. Uh, I'll go into detail later, eventually. But yeah. right now, I would I would encourage everyone to rethink what you know and understand about male circumcision. Yeah, it's a. I'm and now as an almost thirty year old adult, mm. I'm glad I'm not. Yeah, because it's like man. Yeah. I feel like I almost feel like I dodged a bullet. Yeah. Like so many things can go. Now, granted, it, things that go wrong versus times it goes right, it definitely leans more towards the right. But like, it's completely unnecessary. Right. Like it, because the, the people always throw out the, well, it's cleaner. It's like, motherfucker, we don't live in Camelot anymore. Dudes can shower. <laughs> like that yep. was, that was an issue yeah. when you didn't, you could not regularly shower. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not a thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So they just, just, Teach your kids. I, you know, I'm of the opinion. I'm sure there's people listening that they've they have kids and they've circumcised their yeah, boys. Yeah, well, and like I'm power not, to you. I, like, yeah, whatever. I'm not. Yeah. I I'm not saying it makes you a shitty parent. That's, not at that's all. That's not no. what I'm saying. But um, you know, if you have more kids, to revisit it. Yeah, revisit it and reconsider if it really is necessary. That's or if if there really is a. Uh, a benefit. Yeah. You know. Because the reason they didn't do it, and this maybe, again, this could be, this is the TMI episode. Sorry, guys. Deal with it. Right. Uh, the reason they didn't do it for me, because it was like a 90s fad thing to begin with. And second of all, it was, they told, my dad is not. And so they told parents, like, boys should look like their fathers to avoid feeling different. Mm. And it's like, I don't remember ever seeing my dad's dick. I wouldn't have known the difference. (laughs) Like, it's such, it seems like, like, how often did you see your dad's dick? Like, who, that's just such a silly reason. (laughs) Right. Like, and like that, that's what we based a huge life decision on. Yeah. That I might see my dad's dick. Now everybody's going, have I seen my dad's dick? (laughs) Exactly. Like, have you seen? Oh, I have. Have you seen your dad's dick in like pre like two years old like post two years old probably not <laughs> like, right is, right is it really that big of a deal <laughs> like it, like i don't think that would have affected me quite so profoundly right right like i was just like we based an entire <laughs> huge life decision that i didn't get to make yeah because of that yeah like yeah yeah i think <laughs> you know i it should be talked about it should be you know what i mean yeah. just the same as just the same as fucking Fucking genital mutilation, you know, for yeah. women overseas. Yep. Shit that's happening in other countries. Or fucking the, you know, the, all the 
shapes and different varieties of vaginas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like cornucopia. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like uh, every flavor of ice cream you could imagine, there's a vagina for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just absolutely nuts. (laughs) It's nuts. (laughs) What? The the fact that of all the things you could have said, you chose to use the word flavor to to describe all the different vaginas. I mean, and it was like, who cares? I mean, no, no, in no way am I like upset. It's just like not the word I would have went with, but yeah, for sure. (laughs) I mean, it serves as well. Kids, (laughs) women are like Baskin Robbins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 31 flavors <laughs> just so many different kinds i you know i <laughs> uh yeah i wish i wish there had been somebody to kind of help walk me through the process yeah, as sure. it was happening so there you go guys that's the episode about my penis i, I mean i don't know what else there is to say at this point yeah talk uh, to your kids i guess yeah talk to your boys yeah yeah have a conversation with them. There's an issue. You had the kid, not up. Do something you gotta, about you it. Gotta, yeah. You gotta, you yeah. gotta be the parent. I had a friend whose parents literally hid pamphlets where they would find them. Oh, great! It was real bad. That's awesome. Like I remember being like 14 and like hanging out at their house, and they like poured a bowl of cereal and like in between <laughs> the plastic and the wall, there was there was a pamphlet. I was like, hmm testicles and you i don't think i was supposed to find this <laughs> i don't think this was for me hey man uh I found your pamphlet I found your nuts tam- <laughs> pamphlet <laughs> i'm Almost, not i'm not uh, sure why you needed to know what a tampon does <laughs> but here you go i found this i found this in your cereal uh, uh, I learned about tampons from my friend Chastity when I was a kid. That sounds like an interesting story. That yeah. probably is awkward. Yeah. 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 Another episode. <laughs> for sure. We'll save it for the Cannibal Corpse episode. How about uh, that? I what, was, what was the band, the punk girl band that threw her tampon at the audience and then someone threw it back? L7. Is that who it was? Yeah. That's gross. That was Donita Sparks. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty fucking metal. That's punk. That's pretty fucking That's punk. punk. If it's, yeah. dirty, if it's dirty, it's if it's dirty, it's punk. If it's hepatitis, if it's likely you'll get hepatitis, scabies. Is it rusty? Herpes, huh. scabs, that's punk rock. This is absolutely punk rock. We discussed this previously. If it, if it's like if it's like blunt force trauma, uh tattoos, fire, metal, yeah, chains, clank clanking noises, yeah. anything you know, medieval, thunder, it's metal. That's metal. <laughs> The punk end of the spectrum gross. Is, is generally where you need to get a tetanus shot. <laughs> so, we got to do another one of those episodes. We do. I think it's lost to time now, so yeah. we should probably do another one. Yeah, we should do another one. So. Yeah. Okay, guys. Um, like I said, you know, if anybody, uh, if anybody wants to uh, wants to get at me one on one, I'm totally willing to talk. Absolutely. Uh, don't be a dick about it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good way to get shut down and punched in the face. Prever- we'll, prever- we'll fucking find you. Pre- proverbially punched in oh, the no. face. Oh no! Oh no! We'll find There's you. There's liability issues. <laughs> I don't want to get no because we have to because the lawyer. You like I have to talk to our lawyer like on yeah on like, a fairly regular basis. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, hey, we hey we said some shit. We said this. Are we gonna get sued? Like, uh, put a disclaimer on it. <laughs> 
Like that's just music. The lifeblood is not actually going to hit anyone. No, of course not. No, literally, literally, literally. (laughs) we will hit you proverbially with yes, punk rock and metal knowledge. I wonder if your our lawyer (laughs) has like just like a preset email response to us that just says put a put a uh, put a warning on it or something. (laughs) It's just like whatever they want to know. Just fucking. Well, our guy, we the. Our guy that we use now. Yeah, yeah. He um he's always pretty Yeah. Well the guy that we had before too. Yeah, they were they've both been they pretty were, astute. They were both, yeah. yeah, they were both like, here's your answer. Here yeah. you go. Do Thanks. The, do this. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, I got a drafted document that's five hundred dollars, and I'll be like, okay. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Time to clear out the MTLB fun. <laughs> So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. So, like I said, yeah, if you guys, uh, if you got follow-up questions, feel free to get a hold of me. Yep. Cool. Get, get a hold of us. Yeah. Don't I, get I, a hold of me directly. I'm I, don't not have, out. I don't have a whole lot of... Yeah. If you're uncircumcised and you feel weird, I guess you can talk to me. <laughs> so, like, other than that, I have no I have no dog in this fight. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, penis. Dicks and swing and dong. And, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. What an episode. Uh, I don't think we should do the regular outro on this one because we're not. What we're an not episode. Talking, we're not talking about music. So. Use the lifeblood. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Penises. We live or die. What keeps us going is this fire inside. And I know.